welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. And happy birthday, Monica. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. In the patron 15, I am going to tell you about the awesome presents I got so far and the classic line delivered by my one and only most special son. That was in itself a great birthday present. And I'm going to ask the listeners to give me a birthday present today. I am going, it is Share the Show Tuesday. I happen to have the honor of having a birthday on Share the Show Tuesday this year. And I'm hoping that you will share the show. I'll try to make it worthwhile, even though I was a little distracted this morning. I will definitely share the show. <laughs> I will share the show too. And we the reason we share the show on Tuesdays is this is when we tell people what the show is about and how to listen to it and why. So the show is really about there's there's news that comes out every single day. It is 100% garbage now. It's 100% garbage. <laughs> Even normies say that. It's like nothing but garbage. But if you spend a lot of freaking time and effort, you can call through all the garbage to see what the real points are, what the real truth is, what the agenda is. And that's what we do as a service to humanity is we spend our time curating all that garbage to figure out what's really going on. And if I would even say if you're lucky enough to live on a farm, totally self-sufficient. And I, I, I'm even racking my brain for a country where you could be there safely. But I'm telling you, they will come for your chickens. They will come with a jab. Like, you have to know what's happening. And that is what we do for you. Where I, I know I'm myself, I'm a bit of a fire hose. I don't know if Binkley considers himself that, but we definitely hit the ground running. We don't have a lot of time. So if you, if it's hard to keep, keep up with a story, it's maybe because we've been talking about it for a couple of days. If you're just starting, just diving in today, dive in and give it, give us a couple of days. Usually people are hooked after the first day, but if it's a little too fast for you, then just do it a couple of days and you will see. But today is the share the show Tuesday. So send this off to somebody you think is finally ready to wake up. And with that, I would say if you know anyone in New York City who's still there, I expect another little exodus from that town, my former home and the place of my birth. On this day, some years ago, some unknown number of years ago. So I'm 40 something and I always will be. Just remember that. Of course. Don't think about the first time you heard that, but it's true. Okay. So New York City is, and this is how the headline read, New York City is the first, the first to require vaccine passports for access to commerce is how I put it. So the title, the headline from New York Post, New York City to be the first in the nation to require proof of vaccination for indoor restaurants, gyms, and shows. Mayor is calling the city's vaccine passport the key to New York City pass. Now, I don't think they're starting to actually ask for that till September 13th. And I believe that's because the FDA will have actually approved it by then. And I was on the Union of the Unwanted last night and the there were it was I was such an honor and privilege to be invited to that one because mostly everybody there was some kind of medical professional. And the star was Dr. Robert Malone, who is, I think, widely acknowledged, certainly claims to be the inventor of mRNA vaccination technology. 
And the way he puts it, he kind of discovered it more than anything else. So he is also a liaison with regulatory bodies or the government, like he has a lot of government connections. So I asked him about the FDA approval process when he thought it would happen. And in in devising this question to him, I realized that I keep talking about how they blew up the Moderna study and that that can only be for one reason, and that is to obscure the long-term effects of it. And that isn't the only reason I now realize. If they blew up the long-term study, what does the FDA have to wait for in order to approve? Nothing. Right. So now I feel like that Alzheimer's drug that got approved, even though the trial was blown up, which normally would be a deal breaker for the FDA. My sister was a regulatory liaison for a pharmaceutical company. So I know a little bit about how it works just from osmosis. And I realized like they were very strict about I's dotted and T's crossed. That was her job. That something like that would be just a deal breaker. But now it's the opposite. I think. And I asked them a question. It was about one hour, 35 minutes into the episode. We'll post that whenever you have a chance, frankly, if you don't mind, to the feed, maybe this weekend. And uh, if you listen, I, I, I expected it was a pretty straightforward question. And his answer was, he said some stuff that I was like, I, I think I literally made a face like, huh? You know, like, and that, there's a lot of people watching that. It's not really cool, but I was just like, Rrr. so anyway, you might want to check that out. Uh, but anyway, obviously, they're going to do what they're going to do. And one thing is that uh, he says, if you're vaccinated, this miraculous place full of wonders will open up to you. You can open the door. If you're unvaccinated, you will not be able to participate in many things. It's time for people to see vaccination as necessary to living a good, full and healthy life. I mean, that is straight out of sci-fi dystopia. It is straight out of like every restaurant is Taco Bell. Like we are here for you. Watch Demolition Man. I mean, to see what kind of uh, he is the mayor of the Demolition Man town or, or what, what What was it called? Lost Los Frisco, San Angeles. I think it's called. I think San Angeles. San Angeles. And uh, I, I actually think that one of the things they're doing is getting people out of New York who don't feel that way. So New York will empty out. It will it will be sanitized of both unwanted people, eugenic style, and it will probably be like physically sanitized as they change the infrastructure. You kind of need to empty it out to really tear shit down. So like Miami, that building kind of probably started a wave. I just feel like they're going to rebuild the city. It is going to look like an international airport terminal. It's going to be all like lacquer and chrome and blue neon lights or whatever is like self-cleaning. It's it's going to be straight yeah, out of sci-fi. Statue of the Chinese president somewhere in the middle of the terminal. Yes, Mao. Mao a little, yeah. a little Mao. Andy Warhol Mao uh, poster. I, I did when I just hit on a couple of more things, maybe um, – without wanting to belabor this point, but this issue there, this is like the, the, what's driving me crazy about the whole vaccine thing right now is that there, the, the breakthrough cases, the Delta variant, everything is the vaccinated people. I actually posted this last week, like in England before it was obvious from the stories, but before it was obvious that like in England, the vaccinated people were the majority of the people dying of the Delta variant. And what is that? That is pro that could be 
autoimmune disease enhancement where the antibodies are created by a vaccine, but they're not strong enough to actually neutralize any any related virus. So the antibodies connect with the virus, connect to the cells and then dump the virus into cells they never would otherwise have been. And that is my understanding of it. Again, I'm not a scientist. I learned this stuff just by reading because I cannot trust the scientists. I would the like scientists to. The are full of it. The scientists are lying. They are now priests and they are guarding the sacred texts, not translating them. It's very, very bad. So, uh, so one headline that caught my eye, frustration among the vaccinated as COVID rules return. There's been enough time, says one vaccinated person. Okay, so there's been enough time for us all to get vaccinated. Now, if everyone were vaccinated, it appears from these stories, more people would be sick. So I don't know what the hell and that that the people who are vaccinated have a thousand times the so the allegedly contagious um, uh, whatever in your nose, what we would call it. But so and if you go to the SPARS document that's been tracking so far, they actually talk about whether or not to message to vaccinated people how much the world appreciates their sacrifice, whether to message to them that you grieve with them. I mean, that is some foreshadowing. Like the to the extent that heroes dis- propaganda, everybody claps at night for the healthcare heroes, the parade, similar themes. Right. But to grieve for vaccinated people, what does that mean to the extent that Demolition Man and the sci fi dystopian movie genre is there as foreshadowing? They why are they saying that people who got vaccinated before all the data was in would be honored and grieved? Their patriotic duty. They do keep saying that, and that's often what they say to lost soldiers. Yeah, I'm just worried that in this war, it's not like nothing in that document hasn't tracked. So the last thing I want to tell people is this thing that the COVID vaccine is being mandated by major companies. So obviously, the that this could not happen if every single big company had a mom and pop competitor it would have been a boon for small business but now that industries are turning into oligopolies there's only a couple of businesses to make it look like there's competition but they're all part of the government corporate continuum this backdoor fascism this reverse fascism they're going to be all about vaccines oh really yeah that's going to be one of the the signals all right well anyway so it says um, that I just want to read off to you what some of the companies Delta. These are requiring their employees to get a vaccination. And these are people who have not yet gotten the vaccination. So it's against their will. It's against their will. And people who need those jobs will have to jeopardize their health. Even and these are people who probably had of the household because these are good jobs a lot of times. So think about that. Think about the the dependency it will create if those people get injured and their dependents have to find, uh, you know, sustenance elsewhere. You have a whole new class of welfare cases. It's Delta Airlines, Facebook, Uber, Morgan Stanley, Google, Twitter, Tyson Foods, United, Walmart. I put the link in the show notes. You can look and see what the details of their requirements are. It's not like they're coming to your house and holding you down, but you they are mandating it for their employees. And that just would not be happening if mom and pop shops were still around or could pop up everywhere without ESG standards being adopted by the government. 
And that's and what's going to happen. Part of what this is, not to go too off on a tangent here, is we talked earlier this week about the Great Reset ushering, being ushered in and how it's just gone swimmingly and how corporations are the heroes of the pandemic. That is one of the reasons we're hearing Biden say we're not going to mandate it. We're going to rely on the private industry to do it and why the corporations are stepping up to save the planet. And it is the corporations that are doing this. And this is part of the ESG standards, part of the Great Reset. So what they did was they shook out at all the small businesses. And now these guys who in this one moment of time remain standing, they will insist that this stuff gets put into law. So it's not enough that they will do it. They must now that and that was straight out of the JFK school. The guy said he was trying to get entrepreneurs who would infiltrate these companies. They wanted to go to the law firms and try to get them to draft the legislation. The reason they have to then legislate it is if they don't, you will get mom and pop pop ups. You cannot suppress the industry of the human being and they they will prevent it and it'll be health and safety regulations and and even my father this whole show today if we get through all of it we started a little bit late i don't think we're going to get through it all but this whole thing today is about how like my father on principle objected to every damn thing and people thought he was crazy and every single thing that he objected to just on principle has become reality as abused by government and health and safety standards people are like you don't want health and safety regulations and he said yeah no I don't want the government having that power. It's not right. I have my private property. You don't have to shop in my store if you don't want to. I mean, it's really amazing and foreseeable. And they are using the progressives, the oppressed, to usher this in to prop up the already rich and wealthy. It's unbelievable. It's so backwards. It's totally straight out of Wally or whatever. It's totally straight out of that. But and they and they fudge the numbers. Like one of the things I noticed and I want I didn't get to take many talk to this Dr. Malone. I was lucky I got one question and I love his Ricky's got my back and I really appreciated that. But uh, somebody had tweeted at me a really extensive mathematical analysis of how they changed the VAERS reporting so that it was it was full of ratios rather than like absolutes. So it's possible that a vaccine that is more dangerous than ever wouldn't even make a blip in the VAERS data. Now, it's all math. I put that in the show notes, too. It's something that you have to like puzzle through yourself. The comment section is full of citations of how you can understand it better yourself. But this idea that science is science, I mean, it is it's it's a path. It's path. It's a pathocracy. Science is pathological now. It science is there is to obscure itself. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. there to mislead. The theme that I'm seeing in the news today is how to lie with statistics. One quick point on what exactly. you said earlier. It's not surprising to me that the, the state of New York is where some of the mandatory vaccines are first happening because we all know that Andrew Cuomo likes to force things that people don't want onto them. <laughs> New York. Today's COVID angle that I'm noticing, and I got a new word for your glossary here. Oh, okay. A bit of a tongue twister. Statisticulation. Statisticulation. Yeah, it's a combination of statistics and manipulation. And this is a word that came from how to lie with statistics. And it simply just means using statistics to mislead people, to get them to draw conclusions that they would otherwise not draw if the full picture had been painted. And we see this everywhere today in the news with what we're seeing about the 99%. I have seen 14 different variations of the following. Less than 1% of fully vaccinated people are experiencing breakthrough COVID infections. 
Here's another example. 99.99999% of fully vaccinated Americans have not had a deadly COVID breakthrough case, CDC shows. Now, they, they put these numbers out there. Entire panel discussions and entire shows are based on premising with these new numbers from the CDC. And they are the most meaningless, worthless numbers that they are trying to inject meaning into that I have ever heard in my life. And I'll tell you why in a second. Go ahead. I just think it's funny because they were they you know how they made the cycle rate threshold for people who were vaccinated much lower than for people who are unvaccinated so that they should have now. I mean, it'd be like almost impossible to get a positive. I think I'm not sure I understood it correctly from the Union of the Unwanted last night. People can listen to that. But I think that they're still getting positives because the load is so much high. Like there's so much of that DNA fragment there that they cannot. They're lowering it and lowering. And I think the Jessica Rose from Israel was saying that. So I don't want to misquote her. But boy, I was like, wow, they re- that's why they have to admit that it's just way, way higher vaccinated people. And the fact that unvaccinated people are getting blamed for it makes more fucking kill them. It, it is nuts. And this is part of this program. The White House has been working with the news organizations to reframe, to reset the reporting on COVID. And this is the beginning of that. And every single network, this 99 percent of fully vaccinated Americans have not had a deadly COVID. COVID-19 breakthrough case. I want you to think about that statistic just for a moment while I'm leading up into (laughs) how utterly meaningless it is. So, again, statisticulation is that combination of words and statistics to manipulate, misinforming people by manipulation. So, let's see how they're doing that in the news today. That 99.9% of fully vaccinated people haven't died of a breakthrough case. And that, that is very extraordinary. You know why that that is the dumbest stat you ever heard? Throughout the course of the pandemic, <laughs> 99% of everyone, even without the vaccine, did not die of COVID. So you can say 99.9% of people that have the vaccine haven't died. You can also say 99% of people who, who have or had not, or just in general, that, that it's a 1% death rate. <laughs> it's a meaningless statistic. They're oh, that's funny. It in isolation. And this leads me into another quote from How to Lie with Statistics, which is it's beautiful. I love this. He says, the author, how can you avoid being fooled by these inconclusive statistics or results? There's a test of significance that is easy to understand. Look for the little figure that is not there. Might be the dog that hasn't barked if we were put it into another context. The little figure that is not there on the assumption that you, the lay reader, wouldn't understand it or that where there's an axe to grind, you would grind it if they included that information. The deceptive thing about the little figure that is not there is that its absence often goes unnoticed. That is, of course, a secret to its success. So let's find the little figure that is not there in some of these little headlines. I'll give you a couple of quick ones and we'll move on. This is related to another version of that same statistic. I was watching the lead with Jake Tapper. He was out, so his co-host is there. I can't remember what her name is, but the entire show was based on this meaningless statistic. This is how they opened the show. She said, while the Delta variant is ravaging through the unvaxxed, more than 99% of the fully vaccinated aren't getting any breakthrough cases of any kind. Now, I'll let you soak that quote in for a moment, and then I'll tell you the manipulation tactic that they're using here. It's a very, very specific one, and it's actually useful when you're presenting good information and you're doing it right, but they're using it to manipulate here, and there's a tell. This is a comparison tactic. 
It's a great way to add context and meaning around anything. If you want to highlight when something's useful, you'll see this in, in stand-up comedy all the time. They compare one thing to another to put meaning into the one thing for uh, comedic purposes. But the media is using this to lie, and they do all the time. They're comparing the impact of COVID on the unvaccinated with the impact of COVID on the vaccinated. But their comparison is terrible because they're presenting the two pieces of information in different forms. So they're presenting the one in a statistical form, and then the other one is just an assertion that has no evidence to back it up. It's just an unevident, an evidence-free assertion, as Jake Tapper would put it. <laughs> when you present two pieces of information to compare them, and you don't present them in the same form then that is a tell that you're trying to manipulate people. The media does this all the time. Now, why would they do that? Totally. Would- it's, it is a real tell. I agree with you. It makes me nuts. Here's why they would present that statistic in a different form. Because if they were to say, while the Delta variant is ravaging through the unvaxxed, leaving 94% of people alive, more than 99% of the fully vaxxed aren't getting any breakthrough cases. That framing just isn't as powerful when they tell you that 94% of the people are, are, they're saying it's ravaging the country, but in the past month, 94% of the people have not, have not been infected. So 94% versus 99%, they want to make it one-sided. The little piece of information that wasn't there, like the book, is 94%. Now, the other thing that stands out here, which I found this one really, really interesting, is later on, right after this, she says, breakthrough cases are extremely rare if you're vaccinated, with the emphasis on if you're vaccinated and tell me what the, the thing that is it there. Well, I can't I can't accept that at all because the definition of breakthrough case means you were vaccinated. That is the little thing that isn't there. I'll finish the sentence for them. Breakthrough cases are extremely rare if you're vaccinated. They're non-existent if you're not because you can only have a breakthrough case if right. you're vaccinated. It, it's such a manipulation, such a lie, such taking things out of context. Oh, I see. So they words. said if you're vaccinated as if. Yes, they made it seem like if you get vaccinated, you're less compared to. Right. Yeah. But it's just even if there's a zero percent of getting a breakthrough case if you're not vaccinated, because by its very definition, it doesn't happen to the unvaccinated. But they try and lead you to believe otherwise. It's crazy. You know, it doesn't bother it. Like the fact that people can't see through this easy propaganda manipulation. You know what? That's their right to be dumbasses, but to go around and make people so, so look at like the New York city thing, people have to move. They have to quit their jobs. Like that's what anyone who is in favor of that is in favor of having someone totally disrupt their lives in an otherwise free country for something that a clearly is failing And B, if it weren't failing, you wouldn't be at risk. And of course, what they're saying is that or they're not saying they can't say this because it isn't true, but that what they want you to think is if everyone had gotten vaccinated the second they were it was possible, it coronavirus would have been completely eliminated and it wouldn't be there. The Delta variant wouldn't be there for us to all be getting right now. 
But I don't think that's what's really happening. I think what's really happening is this disease enhancement. So any coronavirus that's even remotely related to this thing, any wild one like the RSV, like the babies who died of of getting vaccinated for RSV, they were getting wild, quote, RSV from the environment, which they normally would have been able to bat off. But the vaccines set them up to deposit that wild stuff right directly in the cells that otherwise would have been able to bat them off. It's just it's. It's unfair and it goes to it's it's not only I'm not sure which outrages me more that it's an abomination against logic or that it's an abomination against morality and free will and and sovereignty, you know, like it's just awful. It's anyway. an abomination. That is that is it, one thing it definitely is. is. And all speaking of, of Obama nation, I believe it may be Barack Obama's 60th birthday today. He had a party recently, and I heard he wasn't wearing a mask. Well, I'm sure he's double vaxxed or something. Oh, he's, you know, he's got the super vaxxed or the no vax, perhaps, because I don't know if he's. Novavax, I know, I know. I mean, I, I, I have to assume that it's not as bad as the gene one, because, or otherwise they would have approved it already. Yeah. I could be wrong, though. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. And tell me, people, if some of those people, please, 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 I want this information. If some of those people in New York feel like they have to get that vaccine to keep their jobs, does anyone have any knowledge or tidbits on what to do, how a person could protect his his or herself from that or what to do afterwards? I think they were talking a little bit about stuff like that on the show last night. But I mean, not by I'm not suggesting anyone disseminate this to anybody but me. But I just would like to know if people have a clue as to how to bat that off. And I have an idea, too. Building off of that, look for that little figure that isn't there in all these statistics that you see. They do this in marketing advertising, too. It's a way they try and trick and nudge people into buying stuff. And let's pool together when we spot them. So, like, collectively, we're training our minds towards it. Because you, this is a very easy one to spot. This one's just so dumb. It reminds me of what you said yesterday, like the Nigerian print scheme. <laughs> literally emails through misspellings and make it sound dumb because they're trying to find the dumbest people. Totally. To That's what this feels like. There's but, a big propaganda test going on right now and a psychology test. Yeah, so let's pull our, our, our collective efforts and uh, email them to us. I'd love to see the ones that you guys find because sometimes when they, it's hard to see information that isn't there. Our brains just aren't attuned to it. And I, and I'll save it for the patron 15, but I have one more tactic that I'm going to illustrate for you and you'll get that in the patron 15. Okay, so let me tell people if they do want to communicate with us directly on this matter or anything else, the Propaganda Report podcast at gmail.com is where we look for our communications from you, the listener. And gosh, we had so many more stories. What happened today? What I the heck both happened? I'm excited about the stories that we had. And I know. The other ones if, are good too, so we'll bring them bring if we're them not, tomorrow hyper disciplined and we do try to be hyper disciplined about it like any one of these stories could take all of our time we try to do so this is for the new listeners share the show we try to do um four we try to bring each three stories each to the free 30 and then the patron 15 we dig a little deeper we get a little more personal we cuss sorry <laughs> i just i can't go more than 30 minutes about cussing really and so anyway, um, but that's what that's all about. But anyway, we're not over yet. We do have one more big story. Yeah, I could really do those deconstructions of the tactics that we see on the day-to-day news. I could do those for, I actually enjoy doing those. You know what? Let's, 
Now we know what we're going to talk about tomorrow. So let's just bring a lot of that tomorrow. You can bring some Fantastic. to Patreon 15, but we're not done yet. No, we're not. Before we get to our last big story of the Free 30, which is going to be about how President Biden is taking this war on domestic terrorism, whatever that might be defined as, to the <laughs> next level with Operation. I'll tell you what the operation is in the Patreon. I know what it is. You don't want people to know. Oh, tell me the Operation title. Flashpoint. Flashpoint. I had Operation Flash. I left off point. I'm going, it's not about the Flash. It's a little weird. I don't know anything about it, but I yeah. did see it. I do. It's Operation Flashpoint, and it's freaking crazy. <laughs> but before we get to that, I'm going to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patreon 15, which is how you, yes, you listening now, have the opportunity, if you want it, to take a bite of Princess Diana's 40-year-old wedding cake. And Monica is going to share with us some of the great birthday presents that she's gotten <laughs> thus far on her birthday. And, of course, a big thank you to the sponsor of today's show, True Him Science, truehimscience.com slash prop report. Prop code is the coupon code there. They are your CBD experts. What makes True Hemp Science different is that they create handcrafted quality full spectrum CBD products by sourcing the highest grade hemp from around the world. And their customer service is personalized. It's unique and they know what they're talking about. My favorite product is the Acapulco Gold Lotion with Hemp Extract, the 550G. I do always tell you that it gets stolen from me by friends of mine because it smells natural, it feels great, and it heals great. I, I have OCD. I've had OCD for a while. I wash my hands compulsively, and especially when it gets cold, my hands get dry and crack. And I had this Acapulco Gold in the winter when it's the worst, and it works like a charm, makes my hands feel good. Check it out. They have awesome t-shirts there. Every time I wear their t-shirts, somebody goes, hey, man, cool shirt. And you find like-minded people. Monica, I know you have a lot of experience with their products, too. I do. And I've gotten nothing but great reviews from our listeners who've gone there. But speaking of skin skincare, my latest favorite is the Soothing Rub. It's called Soothing Something. And it will... My feet were a mess. They closed the pedicure places. I'm never getting a pedicure again. I just use this stuff. It's perfect. Yeah, pedicure. I don't know if I could deal with a pedicure. I think I'm too ticklish. Well, I don't like the pedicure thing, but it gets the rough parts off your feet. But this stuff gets the rough parts off your feet. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just by rubbing it in and like maybe wearing socks to bed. It's really awesome. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. Yeah. All right. And if you haven't, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash propaganda report. If you join up at our basic truth sponge level, you'll get access to all of our patron exclusive content, which includes the patron 15, where we pick up where we left off here on the DMB. And sometimes, as we mentioned, let our hair down a little bit. We post that exclusive content every day that we post to DMB. What you'll get is both the DMB and the patron 15, 45 minutes of ad free listening. So it's Monica's birthday. Sign up. Patreon.com slash propaganda report. What a great birthday gift for her. You also get access to that propaganda report community, which is the most engaging, intelligent, and good looking community on Patreon or any platform for that matter. All of that for just $7 a month. Check it out. Patreon.com slash propaganda report. The truth sponge tier. Give Monica a birthday gift of sharing the show and or signing up for Patreon today. That would be really fun to get yeah. some new patrons for my birthday. Definitely. Definitely. With that said, on to the final story, the free 30. I read this story. I saw it flash up like a 30-minute little quick segment on ABC earlier today. And then I just pulled up the press release. So, so you type in these things like 
the vaccine stuff where they're talking about this, the new study that shows that 99% did this and the CDC numbers or the Kaiser study numbers, which came to the same conclusion, or this operation here. And all you find are these articles from CNN and all these other networks to just go ahead and tell you how to think about it and how to feel about it without actually showing you what the numbers are or showing you the actual message from the, the company or the organization themselves. So that should be the first thing that shows up when you search these terms, the Operation Flashpoint. This is Joe's war on domestic terror taken to another level. I want oh you to boy. listen to this. Listen to this carefully. I'm going to take... Oh, now I'm upset just thinking about from what it could be. this press release. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, so the FBI, have launched a 90-day pilot program called Operation Flashpoint across the southeast region, the southeast where all the Republicans are, you know, the domestic terrorists, to build awareness in communities about how to prevent bomb attacks. As part of this pilot, the CIA... Oh, my God. You know what they're doing. Yeah. They're teaching people how to build bombs. Well, they're teaching people how to call the FBI on people who are living sustainably is what. And I'll, you'll see that. In a oh, because I was just great. thinking they're going to tell people they're doing exactly that. what to do. That. They are going to be doing that as well. They're going to be telling them the ingredients. But l- listen to what the objectives are and the way that they, they talk about this. The, the FBI and the CISA, the officials, officials are encouraging businesses and the public to voluntarily report suspicious activity, such as buying large amounts of chemicals and materials or a combination of those that can be used to build bombs. So right off the bat, I'm thinking people who are living off the grid or living sustainably are going to be more likely to buy products that other people would mistake as bomb building materials because you get farm stuff you get yeah know, yeah definitely and, and those type of types of stores are where are where they're going to be going to and they're training the industry people they say that their eyes and ears on the ground are the retailers that are selling products and they're telling them they even tell them what some of the They're saying that it's a high priority for the FBI to keep explosives out of the hands of those who shouldn't have them. (laughs) So we're going to tell you what they are and where to get them and where to get them. Yeah. To obtain the goal, we will work tirelessly with our federal partners and the private sector to protect our communities. Now, this highlights the domestic threats posed by violent extremists who can build improvised IEDs from common household items. Oh, my gosh. This is terrible. It really is Sorry, I keep talking over you. And they say... That okay, so approximately two hundred fifty thousand businesses in the U.S. sell, use, or distribute materials that can be used to build bombs. Two hundred fifty thousand. I thought that was interesting for them. To oh, say that. that's okay. Now we're getting to where I don't know if this is a book, the Assassin's Handbook, or what. But I was watching something on 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 being an assassin or reading something like they teach you never to have a weapon. They tell you that you don't need a weapon, like wherever you are. Yourself. Huh? You, what, you don't want to call attention to yourself. No, they're just saying a rock, you know, a, a pipe, like the, every single thing in your house mm-hmm. could be used to hurt somebody. Like as an assassin, you have to be good at just like anything. So when you tell me it's 250,000 ways, then it, it just means this is... It's like steak knives. Yes, I understand what the danger of a steak knife. You know, I understand it. We don't need to emphasize it. We don't need to talk about it. We are, you know, we've lived with them our whole lives. If, if they, if 
guns were steak knives, we'd all be pretty comfortable around guns, you know, and pretty responsible around them. Biden's taking your steak knives away next. Well, they do it in China. You have to have your name etched into a chef's knife. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like a registry for chef's knives, at least among the Uyghurs. That is crazy. Wow, that is nuts. You just blew my mind with that there. Listen to this little piece here. There's only two more quick things here. They go on to give their, you know, kind of justification for this program. In 2020 alone, there were 2,061 total bomb threats, suspicious packages, and device-related incidents across the nation. Now, they're not saying... 200 and 2,050 of them were called in by the FBI themselves or anything like that, or by informants, these undercover covert online operatives. They're just kind of giving a blanket general. There was bomb threats, suspicious packages and device related incidents. That could really be anything. And it could be nothing. It could just be a box that's empty sitting somewhere that somebody called, called in because they were scared. And finally, the director of this infrastructure security division said, To enhance security in our communities, we rely heavily on retailers and the public to remain vigilant. They are our nation's counter IED eyes and ears and the first line of defense in providing early detection of potential terrorist attacks and criminal activity. I think this is where they're targeting sustainable living people. I think this is how it's going to go down. They're going to be buying all these products. No, not just that. They're going to ban you from being able to buy the stuff you need to to run your farm. This is crazy. I mean, this is crazy. Because that's the other thing. Oh, I wanted to bring that about. I don't know if we talked about this on air or what, but. So they they talk about there being 20,000 hours of video from January 6th that the FBI has that they're not releasing. And we had some of that, uh, that, you know, uh, somebody gave us who was there, which was just hilariously peaceful, diverse, calm. It was it was like a festival for old people. Old like people. it was like if. You know, if Coachella were for 85 year olds and I actually went to Desert Trip, which was kind of like that. <laughs> and you just walk around. It was like Obama, the Obamacare marches. It was actually way mellower than that. The Obamacare marches, people were kind of rowdy. This was just people like there for this historic occasion. Like they were they were there with their fanny packs and their, you know, whatever. So we did not post that video because we didn't want to get anybody into trouble. And then we found out they were doxing people. They were arresting people just for having their faces on those videos, not having done any crimes. We were so glad that we didn't post that because we don't want to get anybody in trouble. And now I'm like, oh, so now there's no no evidence of the fact that nothing happened that day, that anything that happened was sketchy. The little things you saw on that day come out. Even the people we knew who were there thought it was sketchy, didn't really see it. They're like, yeah, there are people climbing scaffolding, but it was weird because they could have just walked around it. Like, that's literally what we heard. And now there's no evidence and no one will post the evidence because if you post the evidence of not being criminal, they will arrest you. Exactly. And now you never yeah, post anything at your house. I haven't watched much of that hearing, but I heard one of the officers saying that he was getting called just a slew of racial slurs. Very, I mean, it's very vulgar. I don't know if they showed a video. I was going to check into that, but it's surprising if, th- if this actually happened and there are so many videos, then all you don't have to have this guy testifying that people were calling him all these horrible racial slurs. They should just show the video. Well, they're creating videos at this point. I'm confident of that. Like that's there's some of that stuff is totally staged. It was after the fact. But I always said it was a bad idea to have 
cop cams on the lapel or whatever of the cops, unless you had 24 seven live streaming URL. And it was a criminal offense for the cop to turn that thing off because in Pasadena, when they killed Anthony McLean, the cop who killed him supposedly had his cop cam off, which is bullshit. He had, he, he, threw it probably down the sewer because he didn't want anyone to see it. So really, so you should, it should be like DWI. If you don't, if you don't have, if you don't provide the evidence, you know, you're guilty until proven innocent. I, I mean, I don't think it should be true for a DWI, but it should absolutely be true. If a cop is not going to go through the normal criminal procedure for killing somebody based on the fact that he was acting as a cop, if part of being a cop is having a camera. But anyway, I always said, you don't want co- cops to have cameras because if you go to protests, they then can identify which side you're on because of their facial recognition stuff. So now, not only do they have that and will they use it for that and are using it for that, your counter evidence, people are like, well, it's great that we have cell phones because now we can just post everything, always record your interactions with the cops and stuff. You're not going to be able to do that anymore because apparently they can arrest you for being in a video where you didn't do anything wrong, but yeah. go and exercise your First Amendment. It's it's. This, really? this domestic terrorism stuff is getting out, out of hand. And, but it was yeah. so predictable. Really like, this good. is the thing. I've been saying ever since, like, every libertarian was beaten up for claiming that you don't have to be American to have God-given rights. That's what the that's what the right who is supposed to be defending the rights would use because they were so afraid of the radical Islam stuff, which, by the way, is when you have to start believing you have to actually care about the false flags. I don't care about the false flags because I'll defend the Bill of Rights till the last day. But if you are going to give up because you don't understand facts, then I got to show you the facts. I'm ranting. Let's take oh, the rant. No, I love Adrian 15. You have some, you have <laughs> Let's rant later. Gems in there. I have an image of, well, the body cam was on. It's just 12 hours of a dark sewer tunnel. You know, he throws it. <laughs> exactly. And, and exactly. Also, so clearly I'm innocent. If, yeah. If you were looking for your way to probably definitely get banned from Twitter, I think you found it. And I think it would be the tweet that January 6th was like Coachella for 85 year olds. I think <laughs> to finally do it right there. <laughs> All right. Yep, that's a good one. Let's hope that Patreon doesn't take us off for that. We are are on our last legs, bro. You know it. Fantastic. You guys can find your drive time and news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your podcasting platform. Monica. I wanted to thank some patrons and make an announcement. So thank you, Chuck, Brian, and Mike for making my birthday. You are new patrons. And don't forget, we're changing things up. The Zoom party is August 21st. The DPP is going to be the second Friday. That's August 13th. I'm going to do it from vacation. It should be a time. A vacation within a vacation. That's fantastic. Exactly. Oh, go ahead. Oh, and I will show you what... I'm going to be drinking on the DPP in the Patreon 15 because of my birthday presents. I can't wait to see it. Thepropreport.com <laughs> or your favorite podcasting platform into the Propreport podcast feed. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. Monica, happy birthday. I hope it is amazing. I hope you get So far, so great. Here. Thank yeah. you. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the Patreon 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.